It's time for the Plan with Dan podcast, the show that will help you discover and achieve your true purpose for money and make you a more confident investor. We'll talk about sane and intelligent approaches to financial planning. Now, let's Plan with Dan. It's time for another Plan with Dan podcast. Walter Storholt here with you this week alongside Dan Betzel, the founder of Betzel Wealth Advisors, serving you in the greater Columbus area with an office in Gahanna near the airport. Looking forward to today's podcast today. We're going to get a great story from Dan, and uh, I am really intrigued by your recent international trip, Dan. You told us about it originally a little while ago when you came back from Tel Aviv back to the United States, and uh, there's a story you've been kind of holding on to for the past few weeks, though, that you think has some great analogies and connections to the financial landscape. Tell us a little bit about what happened to you on that flight back to the U.S., and what we can learn from it from a financial perspective. Yeah, sure. It was about two weeks ago. You know, I was flying from uh, Tel Aviv to Chicago. I think it's about 14 hours or so. And I was really excited, Walter, because I was going to get for the first time to actually fly on the Dreamliner. Ooh. Um, you know, and uh, I've seen the Dreamliners from the outside. I've watched lots of videos on them. You know, I'm I just I'm actually totally in love with airplanes, and so. I was so excited uh, to get to to actually be a passenger on this plane, and so I'm boarding the plane with my wife, and you know I turn the corner and I'm like, wow! I mean, the cabin is is amazing. I mean, there's there's the ambient light that's coming up from the side, and and the light changes colors. You know, we were boarding in the morning, so it was an orange like sunrise, and then as you go through the flight, the colors change, you know, to match the day. The overhead compartments they they you don't reach up to them they actually come down to you and then the most amazing thing was the seats you know on every seat there's like a computer that's built into the seat that allows you to search the internet to charge your phone Ooh. um and it was just it was amazing right i was so excited and so i sat down was the, um, was the airplane food any better than a normal airplane I thought the airplane food was fantastic. <laughs> okay, good, okay, That's, good. But, you know, I love to eat, and I always make, like, a, a special request. So, I, you know, I get kind of I, – I, I like the food that they give me. I was very happy with the food. You know, maybe the reason it tastes better is they actually pressurize – the Dreamliner can pressurize the cabin at a lower altitude, which, of course, makes you feel better. It makes the food taste better. So explain, uh, explain that to me. I know that there's not a financial connection there, but what's the pressurizing – at yeah, eight thousand instead of ten thousand has some yeah, sort I don't, of. Impact? I don't know the exact amounts, but you know the the older planes, the seven forty sevens, and and the older planes, you know, they obviously have pressurized, but they only can pressurize you to I don't I don't know I could be wrong with the amount. Uh, there's a pilot listening; they can probably give us the right amount, like ten thousand feet. So you know, your the air is still not like it is on the ground, but the Dreamliner can pressurize you at a I think three or four thousand feet lower. So that's closer to what our normal, you know, habitat is. And so the air is closer to what we're used to. And so you don't get as tired. The air's not uh. as dry. You, know, you feel better. So we find our seats. And, you know, I'm sitting on an aisle seat. My wife's across the aisle at me. And I don't mean this in any disrespectful way, but this a man sits down next to me. He's in the middle seat. You know, I'm in the middle section. He's next to me. And he's 
made me a little nervous to be to be, to be truthful. He's very quiet and he seemed nervous and kept playing with his bag and you know buckling his seatbelt, <laughs> unbuckling his seatbelt, looking around, you know. And then when they came on and they you know said you know now we're going to get ready to take off, he didn't have his seatbelt buckled. And then the flight attendant came down, told him to buckle his seatbelt, and he took his seatbelt off during takeoff. And I'm like, oh, oh no. my gosh, this guy's scaring me. He's crossing so, <laughs> all of the uh, all of the red flags he's raising, right? <laughs> right. But so I don't know an hour, an hour and a half, two hours into the flight, you know, we hit some turbulence, which is totally expected. It was nothing unusual. And I look over at him and uh, I mean, he's trembling. He's he's sweating. He's he's nausea. I ask him he's OK. He tells me he's dizzy. And then he reaches and grabs a bag. And I don't mean to be gross, but, you know, he um, he vomits into the bag. Oh, and man. of course, I push the button and the, and the flight attendants come, you know, and they, they take him somewhere to, to help him out and uh, they come back later and they tell me that he was uh, suffering from what they said is areophobia it's the fear of flying and I had no idea I did some research because I'm on the Dreamliner right and I have internet access <laughs> and there's a computer in front of me and I just thought it was really interesting I didn't realize that I believe it's the sixth greatest fear in America is fear of flying there's something like 25 million Americans is who are right? really afraid of flying though I also learned that the chances of dying in a plane crash this is interesting it's zero point five more zeros zero 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 nine point zero 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 nine that's your chances of dying in a plane crash but but for this man it didn't matter right for him it was real and i'm not at all making fun of it because i mean i have fears that one of them is not flying i love to fly i'm I'm a you know a single engine pilot but for him it was really real and all these imagined fears about a potential crash were really real to him. Now, a couple hours later, he was able to come back and he sat and, and actually was a really nice guy. And we had some really nice conversations and uh, he looked really whipped and drained and exhausted. And I don't know if he had taken some medicine or whatever, but you know, he was able to, to manage the rest of the trip. But it was never it was never a fun trip for him. And I feel kind of sad for him. And I thought, you know. This is so much like sometimes people I'm talking to in my in my practice, in my financial planning practice. There there is a fear. There's a fear of a crash and that they that the market could crash and they could end up dying in it. And and for them it's really, really real. And no matter how much I talk to them and give them, you know, rational data, no matter how much I tell them that there's a zero point zero 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 nine percent chance that this man's gonna die in a crash that wasn't gonna help him, right? He needed other interventions to help him. And they were able to help him. So the the, the message for me is like, wow, these fears are real, even though maybe they're not statistically real in, in that realm, but for you they're very real and they need to be addressed. So I want to talk today about flying the Dreamliner, getting to your destination and not being paralyzed by the fear of a crash. So first of all, I have to ask Walter, like, what is a crash, right? Well, Investopedias tells us that a crash is any I was, was going to say, Dan, that's easy to define for a plane. But uh, <laughs> right. yeah, what, what's, what's the financial definition? Yeah, that's good. So it's uh, any loss of 20% or more. You know, so it's not if, I hate to use the word crash, but that's what they call it. You know, I call it turbulence, right? So it's not if we run into turbulence, it's not if, there is a you know a market correction or crash of 20%. It's going to happen, right? And I think if we know it's going to happen and we know that the Dreamliner has been designed in such a way that we can fly through that, hopefully we can rest just a little bit more comfortably in our seats and won't have to go through the experiences that this man did. And, you know, I did a little bit of uh, research 
I think it's fascinating, but between 1926 and 2017, 68 years, the market has been up. And when it's been up, it's been up an average of 21.12%. Now, 24 of those years, it was down, you know, a negative 13.61. So what can we take from that? What's the rule of thumb from that? Well, the market is going to be up three out of four years. So, you know, if you know that, and you know the markets in a rolling four-year period or in longer time frames, we know that it's going to be up three out of four years. There's a 25% of the time the market's going to be down. 25% of the time we're going to be going through turbulence. So it doesn't matter, you know, if you can get that in your head, there's really no fear of the crash or waiting for the crash. It's turbulence. It's going to happen, and we're going to ride through it. It would be much better, and the man was able to do that. He was able to come back to his seat. I thought the flight attendants were wonderful. They were very attentive. They made sure he had water and you know <laughs> keep him drinking and hydrated. And he was able to watch a really great movie that he enjoyed, and it wasn't about flying or it wasn't about crashing a plane. <laughs> and uh, he was able to manage the rest of the trip. So um, I, I guess I want to give you some ideas of what to focus on, you know, to help you get prepared you know, for the turbulence or the potential market crash, you know, that, that, that could happen. Well, I like that you- a lot, though, because that comes down to how do you get over a phobia? I, I can share a personal story here real, real briefly, Dan. When I was a kid, I had a real paralyzing fear of pretty much everything. I mean, borderline, what is it, agoraphobia is this fear of everything? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it was pretty bad. We ended up tracing it back to, I think, you remember the show Rescue 911? Yeah. I used to watch that with my parents, and I think what happened is I basically, every episode of Rescue 911 that we watched, I then had a fear about that item. And it was paralyzing, whether it was thunderstorms, if, if there was thunder in the distance, whatever we were doing was over because I, w- I just went into panic mode. But I would stress and worry about being bitten by a spider or maybe it w- I would even worry about adult things like, you know, running out of money or you know, a little kid don't even have any money. But like, wow, what if the wow. family runs out of money? You know, all these really kind of interesting, you know, interesting fears. And it, w- it was pretty paralyzing. Plug for, you know, going to, talking to a therapist. It really, really helped. We talked to a psychologist. was very, very beneficial. What they determined was I had adult fears with a 10-year-old's ability to cope with them. Pretty wow, pretty man. simple when you boil it all down to. And yeah. the, the magic bullet was just teaching me how to cope with the different fears that I had. And once I was armed with information and the ability to prepare it helped solve all those things. So we developed, like for thunderstorms, we just developed a little kit that we would have on standby, and we just had, okay, when there's a thunderstorm, you grab your emergency preparedness kit that had flashlights with extra batteries and, you know, an emergency phone to, you know, to call if there's a, you know, a bigger problem and a weather radio, and you go down to the basement and you can turn on the TV. Instead of trying to hide me from all the things, they just armed me with information and prepared me for those things. And I think with any phobia, that works. So like you're saying with flying, the stewardesses probably gave that gentleman next to you some tips on how to overcome the fears that he was having. That, Absolutely. That and, and as you said, Walter, it worked for you and it worked for him as well. I mean, we all have things like that, right? I mean, I have lots of fears. One of them is not necessarily flying, but I have, have other ones too. And you're right. You have to have a some sort of a practice in place that's going to help you deal with that. And that's what I want to focus on today and the rest of our podcast. All right. Well, is, uh, hit, yeah. hit us with how so, we can prepare okay, for the next market good, crash so, so we're good. not so scared of it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, and it's okay to be scared, you know, but don't let that fear 
keep you from doing what needs to be done. So uh, I guess the first thing, you know, what to focus on is, as I said earlier, history teaches us that about 25% of the time, the market is down. So when it's down, don't panic. You know, don't listen to the investment pornography, you know, that fills the TV and airwaves, you know, and, and cable. And you have to also understand that no one can accurately predict the market. They're always predicting the market in the middle of the of the crash, so to speak, or afterwards. No one can do it consistently and predictably beforehand. And that Dreamliner, of course, you know, as I talked about, you know, it was designed to handle the turbulence. And your portfolio, if it's been designed properly and you're and you totally understand that, you know, the asset class diversification and how it's being managed, you know, between the upper and lower confidence levels, you know, the, how much vibration is, you know, is allowed in that particular portfolio design, you know that your portfolio is designed to handle that market volatility. So I would encourage you to stay focused on what is important and what you can control. And I thought it was interesting that when the man came back to a seat after an hour and a half or so, he came back armed with some comfort food that I don't think was from our economy class cabin. I think it was from uh, maybe the business class, but that was that, okay. That I, was, I was his ploy he, all along was to try and get bumped up. <laughs> and they started him in on a movie. So they knew what movie they were going to start him in on. And so he took his, they took his attention off of it, right? And I thought that was really, really, really smart, right? So they put his, had him focus on something else. And as you said, you know, often you need to get professional help, but I, I put on here, reach out and speak with your advisor. I mean, I'm not a therapist, although I certainly, you know, I have in various times in my life, I've gone and spoken with them and they're, they're wonderful, but nevertheless, reach out to your advisor and maybe they can help you, you know, get some perspective on it. And I want to give you two, I think, kind of fun statistics. I gave you one already. You know, dying in a plane crash. Do you remember? It was zero point, how many zeros? It was a five, zero five point, zeros? Yeah, zero point zero 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 nine percent But I read this as well online. But jumping out of a plane because you think it might crash, statistically, your chances of dying are 100%. <laughs> so just on a, on a rational level, it's better to stay in the plane, right, during the turbulence uh, than it is to jump out. So I, I guess the main point, what I want people to think about is I understand I'm human. It's very easy to purchase a diversified portfolio, you know, when the skies are smooth. But it's really hard to remain disciplined during times of turbulence, no matter how much say, cognitive or you know rational data we have, we might know that the market is up 75% of the time, you know, an average of 21.12%, and it's down only 25% of the time, 13.61%. So if we can just ride out the storm, ride out the, the, the market crash, we're going to be okay. But I know that our emotions you know, often get in the way and cloud that rational thinking. And so I want you to be prepared for it, because it's not if it happens, it's when. We'll all be on the Dreamliner together, and I know what'll happen. The same thing that happened uh, on my recent flight. You know, we left Tel Aviv. Fourteen hours later, the landing of that plane was almost like the wheels were just kissing the earth. It was just this most smooth, amazing, beautiful landing. And I know that my travel companion sitting next to me was very happy to get off the plane. I was a little sad because I, I enjoyed it so much. <laughs> and we had the same flight, right? And uh, that's just the way life is. And um, I thought it was a great lesson. And I hope it helps you think about next time you turn on the radio, turn on the TV, or you see all that red, you know, the Dow is down 500 points. Ah, okay. I'm having some turbulence and I know what I'm going to do. I think that's uh, a great point, Dan. And also remember that 
we've been through this before. Just like you've been on a plane, there's been lots of turbulence. There's turbulence happening on every flight across the entire world every single day. And uh, you're, you're going to pull through it. You have the, the point zero 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 nine chance of that turbulence <laughs> turning into something worse. And uh, similar with the market crashing. We know we're going to face it. We know it's going to impact us. But it's not going to be the end of our world as long as we're prepared for it and can properly handle it. No need to panic in those situations. Wise words, my friend, and, and thanks for sharing the story. Glad you got the experience of riding on that Dreamliner. Oh, it's great. <laughs> that's, that's pretty cool. Well, there you go. Uh, Dan Betzel riding the Dreamliner, uh, helping coach the person next to him to not be so afraid of flying uh, with the assistance of the stewardesses and doing the same thing here on the podcast, making sure we don't get all worried and worked up over market crashes, again, as long as we are prepared. If you'd like to pick up Dan's Retirement Rescue Toolkit, free resources uh, that help you learn a little bit more about planning for retirement, you can order that. Again, it's free, but you can order it and have it sent to you by just filling out the form that is online. The link to get to that form where you can get that toolkit is in the description of today's show. So just go to that show description. You should see the link in there. Click on that, fill out your information, and Dan will send you his retirement rescue toolkit. You can also call Dan directly if you have questions about your financial plan. 614-472-4510 is that number. That's 614-472-4510. Dan, thanks for the help as always. We'll talk to you on the next podcast. Thank you. We appreciate it very much. That's Dan Betzel, founder of Betzel Wealth Advisors here in the greater Columbus area. Thanks for tuning in. We'll talk to you next time on Plan with Dan. Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered by Betzel Wealth Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of Ohio.